Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Green Room Podcast on the Handshake Media Network. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths. Uh, this is a, a, a bit of a different episode, different to how we, we usually do things. This is not the standard Neil interviews one person for half an hour. Um, obviously, on Monday, with the announcement that the government are now advising against mass gatherings of over 500 people uh, in a bid to stop the spread of the coronavirus, we decided to put together this podcast, this episode, specifically dealing with how coronavirus is impacting the Australian music industry. In the last couple of days alone, massive events like Splendor, Groove in the Mood, Download, Blues Fest have all been cancelled, not to mention the hundreds of gigs and shows around the countries from both local and international artists. Before we get started, I do want to bring up a new initiative that the music has launched this week, which is basically called Support the Bands. You'll see an image of it on our Facebook. You'll also see banners throughout all of our stories online which is basically saying that even though you can't go to a gig, there are festivals are being called off left, right and centre, you can still support the bands and the music that you love simply by listening to their music, going on their website, buying merchandise, and if you want to support uh, the industry as well, make a donation to Support Act, who are obviously doing great stuff. So on this episode, I speak with a, a number of people throughout the music industry uh, about coronavirus, the impact it's had, the impact it will continue to have uh, on the on the local scene and how we can all support it through this very difficult and unprecedented time. I speak with Dan Rosen, who is the CEO of ARIA, Clive Miller, who is the CEO of Support Act, Tony Burke, who's the Shadow Minister for the Arts, Catherine Harrity, the Executive Director of the Association of Artist Managers, Stephen Way, the CEO of Select Music, Chris O'Hearn, who runs PR company Thrill Hill Music, Brian Smash Clardill, who is the CEO of Oztix, John J.C. Collins, who of course is the owner of The Trifford and co-owns the Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane, and Alex Leahy, Melbourne songwriter who released an open letter to Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews about what they should be doing and can be doing to support the music industry. So let's kick it off first uh, with Dan Rosen, of course, CEO of ARIA. Dan, what's your take on the situation happening in Australia right now? Things are changing minute to minute, hour by hour, and uh, it's certainly already starting to have massive impact on on the business as it is all businesses around Australia and around the world and and at the moment it's trying to get as much information as possible so that we can come up with a plan uh, as an industry to work together uh, across all the various sectors of our business and then also to work with local, state and federal governments to try to protect the business as much as possible and the people who work within it to get through this period, which we don't know how long will be, but you know, probably is at least three to six months. Let's go to Catherine now. Catherine, I know the Association of Artist Managers are a big supporter of this new website that's been launched by the Australian Music Industry Network and the Australia Festivals Association, which is called ilostmygig.net.au, which is basically putting all of the industry workers and artists and fan stories together uh, in this in this really difficult time, as of today of recording on a Tuesday afternoon, there's a reported income loss of over ninety million dollars alone. Uh, Catherine, your take? Oh, I think it's just uh, everybody's living day to day at the moment. Thing, things and developments are moving so quickly, uh, particularly um, from a music industry sort of higher sector conversation level um, at the moment that. Um, everybody is just trying really, really desperately to uh, create unity, community support, uh, looking for as many opportunities to create financial opportunity for artists, for venues, for 
um, crew and support staff, managers, booking agents, promoters. Uh, there isn't really uh, one one area of our partic- particular sector that isn't touched, but it's also good to remember that there really isn't uh, any uh, area of our community right now that isn't being affected by what is going on. And this will um, continue on for some time. So we're all trying to think about the short-term, medium-term and also long-term um, solutions to this so that we can project forward and try and put as many uh, possible cushions in place for everybody to be able to uh, get through this and stay in business. Let's get an artist's perspective now. Alex Leahy, uh, she wrote an open letter to Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews today uh, about how the state government can better support artists through the ongoing COVID-19 crisis. Uh, Alex, what's your take from an artist's perspective on, on how this is all affecting the Australian industry? I mean, I, I can speak from my own experience, which I don't think is too dissimilar from a lot of other people's um, because of the nature of um, our work and the way the music industry is shaped at the moment. Um, pretty much the main way that artists generate an income is through touring and through live performance. Um, that's certainly the case for someone like myself. Um, and with the um, the restrictions put in place to try and flatten the curve, um, you know, of not having um, non-essential events over 500 people, etc., in place, um, which for the record I think is extremely sensible, it does mean that um, artists don't have a place to generate income. Um, and the problem with that not only is living from day to day, but it's also about how the industry is going to recover once the crisis um, is managed. And that to me is really concerning, um, you know, how are we going to bounce back from it? Um, and, you know, the way it stands at the moment, I just think that what um, our governments have put in place in terms of stimulus packages for um, small businesses, et cetera, doesn't actually apply to our sector. Um, and for those people it does apply to, it actually doesn't, um, it's not going to happen fast enough um, to ensure that we, we can remain in our jobs. So it's pretty clear what the industry wants and needs uh, from the government in regards to this stimulus package. Let's go to Tony now, uh, Shadow Minister for the Arts. Tony, what was your reaction to, I suppose, the lack of response regarding the music industry and how the government will support them through this time? I understand exactly why the government's made the decisions that they've made in terms of social distancing. Uh, I get that. But how they didn't think that the package they put forward needed to deal with people whose entire livelihood is based on people gathering um, is just beyond me. You know, it doesn't take much thinking to say, okay, if it's big crowds that you can't have, then your music industry is going to be one of your first to start hit. And watching event after event and gig after gig fall apart mm. and be cancelled. Tickets, it's one event that we see disappear. For an artist, for road crew, for the people who sell the food, for the people in a, in a theatre who show you to your seat, uh, for the technicians, for all of them, it's not one gig that's disappeared. It's the next few months of work. And it all happened within about 24 hours. Now, you go through what the government's package is at the moment, and I don't see how any of it meets people in, in the music industry. You know, the, the thing about uh, employees being able, uh, that the, the boss will be able to get a, a tax benefit uh, by keeping you on the books, uh, carrying forward withholding tax, well, 
that doesn't help you if you're a sole trader, which most people in the industry are. Mm. The whole concept of, oh, well, we're pumping up the economy by giving checks to people uh, you know, who, are, who are on family benefit or pensioners, well, that that's a good thing to do for the economy, but it doesn't help this industry because how can people spend their money on gigs that don't exist? This moment right now where we need to come up with a plan to keep the people who provide the soundtrack to, to life in Australia to make sure that their livelihoods can keep going and that they can stay in the industry. I'm really stunned that the government didn't think of this in the first plan and I'm just devoting every breath I've got at the moment to try to make sure that the government comes up with a plan for the industry right now. So we know the coronavirus outbreak has had a, a major impact on artists, bands, industry workers. Uh, another company that is being affected is Select Music, uh, one of Australia's leading independent booking agencies. They work with people like the Amity Affliction, San Cisco, Skegg, Stella Donnelly. So let's go to Stephen Wade. Stephen, how badly has the coronavirus outbreak affected companies in the Australian music industry? Well, look, I mean, I can only speak from or on behalf of like my company and how it fits in to this this whole situation and you know my my concern that's now kind of been shown from what's happened here is that this the government's uh, things that they've had to do which I completely totally understand the issue is that you will find very few industries in Australia that have gone from an income to zero income in 24 hours. Mm. And that's what this decision has done. So when you have something that stops gathering, our whole industry is completely done by that decision. Um, you know, I was only saying to someone earlier today that, you know, the government's done things where they talk about stimulus package. And I know that there's lots of other people that are hurting and all those kinds of things, but their stimulus package Again, I come back to that in my industry, giving that to us where we, because of what's happened, our industry has gone from income to zero income mm. with absolutely no end in sight. We don't know when we can have income again. And the government has not addressed our industry at all. John Collins obviously runs some of the, the biggest venues in Australia. JC, when did this really start to hit home for you? Last week was a telling for us when we had uh, last Wednesday when the national cancelled and then Thursday morning when we had the Pixie truck underneath the Fortitude and they, they cancelled. So that was uh, that seemed to open the floodgates. So for us, we've, we uh, got the full brunt of it last Wednesday. So we've been sort of dealing with that for a while. At the moment, you know, we're just dealing with what we can deal with. And, um, we don't know what the future holds, but we are making decisions based on what we know, not what we don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I can't tell you how much of an impact it's had. I mean, there's no revenue. <laughs> you know, we're not making any money. We've still got to pay rent. We still have to pay people's full-time wages. We still have to pay for PAs and, and all these costs are still there, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's actually quite, unfortunately, not sort of semi-catastrophic to the music industry in a way. Um, you know, and the Trifford and the Fortitude and the probably a good, good spaces financially, good businesses. I, I don't know how you know people who are struggling are going to survive in, in the venue world. I feel for them. 
we've got no shows. Um, so therefore, you know, our production manager won't be working, our lighting director won't be working, our staff who pour beer and, and, uh, and most of our um, casual staff now will be um, not working. So um, it's just about, yeah, what the permanent staff, our full-time staff, what we can do there. So it's, it's a huge effect. It's, um, we've got no revenue. We're, now we're, we're now into how long can we survive? That's, that's where we are at the moment. On the PR side of things, Chris from Thrill Hill Music, uh, how has this affected your day-to-day work? Um, you know, we've got Ian Moss on the road at the moment. Um, there's a lot of speculation out there about what we're doing with Ian's tour. Um, we do fall under, by and large, under the category of under the 500 mark at this point in time. Um, but essentially, you know, there's no sort of moral and or ethical grounds here to cancel and or continue with the show. At some point, though, I think common sense needs to prevail and it's about doing the responsible thing. Um, the feedback we've had from Ian's fans out in the regional areas at this point in time is that um, they're happy to go to the shows. They want to go to the shows. I think a lot of people from regional Australia seem to think that what's going on the coast doesn't really apply to them. Yeah. And being a kid from the bush, I totally understand. Where <laughs> I get where that's coming from. Um, and this ridiculous, awful disease is not kind of spread into those areas yet. I'm sure it will. Um, so for the time being, we're kind of going to play it by ear, but um, I think we will lose some shows. From a PR point of view, um, we announced yesterday um, that uh, the Elon Jewel tour that I was working on has been now been postponed to and moved to November. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of that other stuff. So when you don't have bands touring, you don't have bands, you know, they're pushing their album dates back, release dates back, um, their single dates back, et cetera, et cetera. That's when it starts to bite. And so it's not just, you know, so from our point of view, there will be business lost and and therefore income lost as well. Um, I was saying to somebody earlier, um, you know, I would rather take a, you know, a very swift short-term kick in the nuts than a long-term castration. And I'd rather do that now. Um, I think everyone should just go into lockdown. I'm no medical expert, but I think we're tracking um, to where other countries have been. Um, and I would I would very much not want to be in a position where we're all standing around in four or five weeks saying, oh, you know, in hindsight, we probably should have done that. Yeah, We're in a position now where I think we can do it, and I think everybody, frankly, should. Well, without shows, there are no tickets, and the ticketing agencies around the country effectively don't have any work coming in. Uh, Smash from Oztex, what's your take? Well, it's really intense. I mean, everyone's extremely busy, but it's, we're really extremely busy trying to help our clients and uh, our customers. And so we have clients and we have customers. Clients are the ones who give us shows to sell and customers are the ones who buy the tickets. So our clients, you know, we've obviously been really working around the clock to help support our clients and help them with their incredible uh, heavy decisions they've got to make and then we've also been inundated with customers trying to find out what their rights are and whether they're entitled to a refund and can they get a refund if they can because they're scared of coronavirus and all this sort of stuff so it's you know it's happening on many levels at the moment and then above all that we're um, talking our network of like-minded friends in the industry and uh, on a business-to-business level and really trying to get a group together of people who can support each other and make some clever decisions based on what's good for the whole business and not just what's good for my business, you know? 
Yeah. So that's really where I'm focusing my energy at the moment, whereas my partner Stu is taking his energy on, you know, on our um, looming financial problems that's coming down the pipeline and what are we going to do with all the staff if there's no work to do? So, you know, there's some massive big challenges for everyone, not just us. Let's go to Clive from Support Act. Now, Support Act have already launched uh, the COVID-19 emergency appeal. Clive, what are your thoughts on the situation right now? It's uh, impacted us in a couple of ways. Uh, Clearly, like everybody else, uh, events that we have had planned um, for the coming weeks and months have uh, all either now been cancelled or postponed. So there's a direct impact to us in terms of income, but uh, also... Uh, we're seeing a dramatic increase in the numbers of people already reaching out to contact us because um, they're struggling uh, either with their mental health or well-being or with their financial situation. In recent days, a number of figures from the Australian music industry have had discussions and been involved in a roundtable with government about how they can better support the industry through this time. Catherine Harrity was one of the people at the roundtable. Catherine, how did those conversations go? is a very meaningful unified coalition and we all are rowing in the same direction and we all have very specific requests uh, for the Minister, Minister Fletcher. There are conversations going on with the Minister today. Um, the Minister is being uh, very receptive to and, and his advisors at this point are being very receptive to um, our requests. We um, hope that those requests will be fulfilled and that that will provide some relief to our industry. Stephen from Select Music, uh, how do you feel the conversation is going currently between the music industry and the government? The biggest issue that I have personally is that our industry is so fragmented that it quite often just gets ignored by the government. You know, my, my biggest kind of thing in the last six weeks is that the very people that have just gone from income to no income, and by that I'm talking about the artists, they're the most important thing. They're at the top of the tree. The artists, the managers, the agents, the tour managers, the road crew, the venues, you know, you name it, every single one, the media that support those those venues um, and the artists with advertisements, all of those kinds of things, you know, we've all just, you know, I understand that had to happen, but... It can't be the same thing for everybody. You can't give everyone a stimulus and say the person next to me is a mechanic. How is he affected by what's happened? He's affected zero. Like tomorrow, someone still drives their car in, the trucks still come in to get repaired. He gets the same stimulus as the people in the music industry get Mm. who go from income to zero. So, you know... The government, though, was very happy to take the millions of dollars that our industry provided to plug holes that they didn't have to take out of their budget to pay for the damage the fires did. And yet now, the same people, my company, we spent the first week of this year doing nothing but organising shows for free to help fires. Yeah. So we know what... We had... No, go ahead. Yeah, we had 50 or 60 inquiries. Pretty much every single one of our artists performed for nothing, for no fee. We took no fee. The the managers took no fee. Their crew, their band members. And now this has happened. So, you know, maybe the government will do something 
to help our industry. If they don't, I can tell you that, you know, my priority is going to be to hound them um, until they actually take us seriously. Alex, going back to the open letter you wrote to Premier Andrews this week, what do they need to do to support artists better right now? I'm asking for a more immediate release. The way it stands, the stimulus package for those who it applies to isn't going to happen until the financial year turns over, which is too far away. Um, not to mention, you know, the people that um, that I employ and a lot of my peers, you know, session musicians, um, management, event coordinators, all of these people, like their income is at the mercy of what the artist makes. And if the artist isn't making anything, then the system collapses. Tony Burke, you would know being a politician, what is the best way to have this conversation with government where everyone is on the same page and working towards the same goal? Look, the end point, there are a few different ways of getting there. And the the way the government operates, if I start saying, here's the solution, they'll immediately rule it out. (laughs) That's uh, that's, that's how Scott Morrison operates. Yeah, when we said, we even said, let's have parliament early to get the, the package that he'd announced through. Uh, and he ruled that out within an hour because we'd suggested it. So I, I'm not putting forward specific proposals. What I, what I will say is we know what the end point is, which is at the end of this, when the virus has made its way through the population and it's a thing of the past, uh, which is a few months away yet, we want our musicians and songwriters to still be writing and be ready to perform again. We want our venues to still be operating. We don't want them to have had to sell up and find yet more music venues be sold in for, for housing developments or whatever they, they turn into. We want our touring companies to be able to keep touring and we want every festival that was scheduled to exist this year to be operating with a full program providing work for artists and entertainment for Australians next year. Uh, so we and everything that's been postponed, we want that to in fact be a postponement, not a permanent cancellation. So that's the end point we want to reach. There's a few different players in that. There's individual artists who would work as sole traders. There's small contractors. There's a whole lot of casuals, uh, and then there's some big companies that had reason to be able to plan all their finances in a way that they've just discovered uh, isn't going to work. So it's going to be a series of different pieces. But if the government focuses on the end point, I reckon we can get there. And the end point is all the music that was meant to be enriching and giving the the soundtrack to life in Australia in February, we want it to all still be there come October. Uh, And if they they keep that destination and, yeah, maybe we get – maybe it's all back to normal well before October. We we don't know. Uh, But – that's the destination, and everything's got to work around that. You look at what they designed, the thing that they announced a few days ago, it does a whole lot of good things, but it does nothing for the exact industries that are most affected by social distancing. So it's very clear what the Australian music industry wants from the government in terms of support right now. We know that artists can't perform. We know that those inside aren't getting jobs, are suffering financially, what can the average music fan be doing to support these bands and the industry workers? Dan, what do you think we can be doing? Yeah, it's a very good question. And I, you know, I would sign up for a music streaming service and, uh, and listen to as much great Australian music as you can. Uh, if, if you can download on, uh, on, uh, on iTunes, so that 
yeah, buying albums, buying singles, buying vinyl and CDs if you can get down to your local record store and signing up to a streaming service and listening to music, listening to Australian music. I mean, that that is one way of getting money to the hand of the artist, buying some merch if you can still get things delivered. Uh, and I think that's, that's at least one thing. We're working through some other ways that you might be able to do it. Uh, we're working together with Facebook and with YouTube to see how do we get more gigs online and can there be tipping or other ways that uh, money can get to artists. So that's things we're working through at the moment and hopefully we'll get some more, uh, some novel ideas and uh, innovative ideas that how do we keep the sector alive and, and going over this period. Clive from Support Act, your thoughts? Well, you know, of course, they can always make a donation to Support Act to our COVID-19 emergency appeal. Um, and uh, that will certainly help us to be able to provide some support to uh, to artists, crew and music workers that have been affected. Um, uh, but uh, I think one of the other things that they're being asked to consider as well is to uh, buy merchandise to actually help uh, artists as well um, by buying their merchandise and uh, putting some dollars uh, directly into their pockets as well. So they're the main uh, two ideas, I think, at the moment. Um, there's a couple of other ones floating around that um, uh, we might uh, be talking more about in the next couple of days. Stephen at Select, what do you think the average music fan can be doing right now to support the industry? We don't, yeah, we don't know yet because normally the only thing that ever happens to galvanise public support for charities is the music industry. Hmm. So unless all the general public can get on a stage and do something that's entertaining, that other general public will come along and pay money to see so that money can go to our artists who are on the bones of their ass, you can kind of see therein lies the problem, hmm. you know? To me, as I said, it's just it's just the government never thinks about our industry. It doesn't have policies for our industry. It does not care about our industry. Chris, at Thrill Hill, what are some simple steps that fans can be doing right now to support the bands they love? Well, I think it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I think there's a lot of things that fans can do. They can go on iTunes and they can buy music. They can go and buy merch um, to try and keep the artists, etc., afloat. But I think we have to be take a common sense approach to this as well, and be rea- and the real the reality of it is, um, you know, I was uh, talking to some someone in the office this morning, and they were talking about doing drive-in shows and and all these really you know doing shows um, you know on YouTube and 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 you know people can pay for it if you know if they choose to. Um, these are all great initiatives, um, but I think at the end of the day. I think for everybody, whether whether you're in the music industry or you're in a doctor or a lawyer, or you're um, you know working a local coffee shop, whatever it might be, paying your bills, paying putting food on the table, paying your rent should be because it is for me. Um, looking after your families and your kids should be the first priority. Catherine at the Association of Artist Managers, what should we be doing? I think at this point the, the most useful and wonderful thing that any punter could do is to either donate any spare change they have to the uh, Support Act uh, fundraiser that is happening at the moment online. The Support Act is an incredible charity that supports music uh music industry professionals and artists in in times of hardship. And Support Act are really at the forefront of 
spearheading um, this fundraising campaign, all, all of which will go towards um, supporting artists, crew members and also music industry professionals who fall on hard times as a result of uh, this crisis that we're going through. Um, but I, I would also suggest an incredible way to support artists would be to stream their music, um, to buy their music and also to look at um, purchasing their merchandise. The thing with streaming music is if you've already got um, a subscription to a streaming service, it doesn't cost you any more money to just put Australian artists on your playlist and just play them on repeat because uh, obviously income is derived from those plays. Smash it, Oztix. I know you have some suggestions of how punters can help the industry but also how bands can help themselves right now. The sad thing is the smaller the business, the harder it's going to be for them to hang on. And, you know, there's so many venues. Like, I I really feel for our venue operators, the small promoters, the band managers, you know, these people, their income is being directly affected immediately, you know. This is the thing. When you cancel a show, everyone's already done the work on it to put it on sale. The agent's done the work. The venue's done the work. The marketing people have done the work. The poster guys put the poster up. But nobody gets paid till the show happens, right? So when the show gets cancelled, it's good for the consumer. Okay, fair enough. We we hold the money in trust. We give the money back to the consumer. But the point is there's a whole industry there not getting paid when a show gets cancelled. And the biggest thing, the biggest message I want to send is don't cancel. Just reschedule. That, there's more continuity and there's more belief in the system if people see things are being rescheduled than cancelled. And... And also, the ecosystem survives because the money's still there in the bank and the show's more likely to happen again, you know? And then everyone gets paid for the work that they've already done. That's the whole thing about cancellation. Nobody gets paid. Everyone's done all the work and you don't get paid for it. And I'm not just feathering my own nest. It's not just for ticket companies. The venues, the agents, the promoters, the, the independent um, publicists, you know, the the marketeers, the people who put the posters up, they're all little businesses and they're all living hand to hand mouth week on week. With no business, they're not going to stay alive. They can't. But at least if they know, oh, well, okay, at least if these 50 shows are going to come down the line in three months' time, I can hang on, you know? Yeah. Because I know that money's going to come in. So that's what I that's that's my takeaway for today, I suppose. Is that if you can, reschedule, don't cancel. Yeah. And also, you know, from punter, if, if this is going out to the public and not a business-to-business thing, this is a public broadcast, you know, I want to say to the punters, support your industry because if it doesn't, if, if everyone goes broke, there will be no live music industry and there'll be no bands to see. And what, what kind of world are we going to live in if that's the case? What a horrible world and no live music. Shadow Minister for the Arts, Tony Burke, is there anything that we can be doing to eradicate or curb this problem? There's nothing we can do that eliminates the problem, but there's a whole lot of things we can do that make it less less bad. First thing, a whole lot of people are going to be discovering they can't go to work for two weeks uh, when they they have to isolate if, when corona, when they contract coronavirus. During those two weeks, if they're going to read a book, buy an Australian book. If they're going to stream music, stream Australian music. If they're going to watch a movie online, watch an Australian film. Watch the different things and read the different things that provide revenue for artists who have suddenly lost all other forms of revenue. If you're getting a refund from a festival or a gig, spend the refund on merch. You know, make sure you go through the artist's webpage, 
you know, don't go near the pirate sites like Red Bubble that uh, where the artists get nothing out of it. But go to the artist's website, the artist that you love, that you were hoping to see, and buy some of their merch. Uh, and then the moment that its systems go again, people need to get out and support artists and support live events like never before. Let's finish it off with Alex Leahy. Alex, you were meant to be in Europe right now. Uh, that was obviously called off because of the coronavirus outbreak. What would you say to not only your fans, but fans of Australian bands and artists? What should they be doing right now? I think being really conscious of other ways that artists are able to make money. Um, you know, uh, I think the best way to do it is, is, is as direct as possible merch um, and, and, and record sales, um, which is sometimes tricky to find, but places like Bandcamp are really good for that. Um, you know, it, it, it Spotify obviously is, is, is really powerful and there's a lot of stuff available there, but it does take the money quite a while to turn over and it does take a substantial amount of play in order to make any sort of significant money. Um, I think just the most direct uh, means of, um, yeah, purchasing and engaging in an artist's material is, is the best way forward. Um, I think another way is, um, you know, Charlotte Abrams, who you've probably spoken to or spoken about in this podcast, is, has been really proactive in um, creating a fundraiser for Support Act, which is a service that um, provides uh, assistance and respite for musicians and crew who are in um, you know, times of need, whether it be financial or mental mental health strains, um, and you know she's got some really good, a really good fundraising initiative going on there. So I think just being um, really where, really conscious of that and contributing, and also just asking questions. You know, message your, message the artist that you like and say, you know, or the artist that you like who you know are having a tough time with this, and say, what can I do to help? You know, where where is the best place to go and buy your music and to contribute to your career? in the most direct way, in the most immediate way. Um, you know, I don't think that um, any that, that those channels are closed. I don't think any artists are going to um, <laughs> say no to that, basically, yeah. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Green Room Podcast on the Handshake Media Network. And a big thank you to everyone who joined me on this show. This really was put together within 24 hours. So a big shout out to everyone who did come on with such short notice. Again, if you jump to themusic.com.au, you'll see that we are supporting the bands. You'll see artwork on the website. You'll see it on Facebook. Uh, Right now, there are no gigs. Tours are being cancelled. Festivals aren't going ahead. But you can still support the bands you love. Donate, listen, buy, do whatever you can. We will get through this. Uh, stay positive, stay optimistic, and um, yeah, we'll see you on the other side.